Welcome to Kingdom Living Today with Apostle Desiree Andrews, broadcasting from I Kingdom Ministry Studio in Tallahassee, Florida. Join Apostle Des with today's word just for you. Blessings, blessings, and hello, hello, everyone. I just give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Listen, listen, I have a special interview for tonight, so I want you to come on in and join me. I'm going to bring in my featured guest, my featured guest, if you will. Help me welcome Cheval Braggins. How you hello. doing, Cheval? I'm great, Apostle Does. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Now, he is the executive director for Good News Outreach. He's the executive director for Good News Outreach. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So listen, you don't want to miss this because if you are in the Tallahassee, the Big Bend area, this is something that you need to hear. So are you ready to get started? Yes, ma'am, I am. All right, all right. So I I want, if you will, let's start mm -hmm. off by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm originally from Ohio. I grew up in Lorain, Ohio. I am the oldest of three Kojic pastor kids, Church of God in Christ. Uh, so uh, my dad was bivocational, worked at Ford Motor Company and, and pastored a church. Uh, like I said, I'm the oldest of three with also three adult age children. I say that they're adult aged every day and adults some days and two little granddaughters. I uh, went to school there in, in Ohio, graduated from uh, Oberlin College, uh, double major in psychology communication. Got my master's from University of Phoenix in business administration marketing, complete all my coursework for uh, PhD in uh, business administration marketing with North Central University. I have been in leadership positions with nonprofits and churches for over 30 years. So, uh, and I'm just happy to be the executive director of Good News Outreach. Okay, all right. And so, you know, uh, let me, I'm gonna see if I can. Okay, let's do that. That's a little bit better. Oh. Uh, so yeah, um, so how long how long have you been the executive director over at Good News? I started on August the first, so it's been about six months. Okay, so you're still like a newbie then, huh? I, yes, I, I still pull that out that I'm new. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how much you, longer you can get away with that. So I hear you're doing good things over there, over at Good News. <laughs> Thank Outreach. you. <laughs> and so because of that, I mean, you know, it's just good to be uh, um, affiliated with such an organization. So tell us a little bit about Good News Outreach. Well, yes, you know, I get that question all the time. Well, what do you do? I'm like, well, we just don't do one thing. So uh, we have really about five different programs. We have uh, an, a reentry program for men and women, so really two programs, um, and it's really reentry for uh, men and women who were in correctional facilities, and it's a one-year program to uh, reacclimate them back into uh, the community, to allow them to, uh, time to get on their feet and to become productive citizens. So we have uh, a location for the men. We have a location for uh, for the women. We can serve a uh, maximum of 11 men and, and six women right now. We also have uh, housing, permanent housing for seniors, 55 and up uh, on our main, we call our main campus, which is on 4th Avenue. Uh, so we have permanent housing for seniors. We also, out of that location, now run our food pantry. So a lot of people may have been familiar with the fact that we were, were running the uh, food pantry from uh, the Bradford Road. Uh, location where Echo is, and they're still a partner with us. We're so happy that they that uh, they wanted to remain a partner. We did too, so we still partner together. But now we run it out of our Fourth Avenue 
location at 606 4th Avenue. Uh, and we have a 1,200 square foot facility where we're able to house uh, uh, produce and um, produce and canned goods. And so we, the food pantry is open on Wednesdays and Thursdays from nine to two. We also, as a part of the food program, we distribute food to seniors. Uh, last year, we had uh, close to 12,000 people come through the food pantry and then close to 7,000 deliveries were made um, last year to, to our seniors. So we have those programs. And then uh, the last program that we have uh, is a uh, affordable transitional housing program. It is two years. So housing is a part of the program. And uh, it's, uh, we have about 48 uh, mobile units, 47, 48 mobile units. Um, it's on Bicycle Road. Uh, and so we're able to provide people with some affordable transitional housing. Uh, we have two bedrooms and three bedrooms. Two bedrooms are six twenty-five uh, a month, and uh, our bedrooms are uh, and our three bedrooms are seven fifty a month. Uh, now, for our MOC residents, and definitely for our reentry, we do background checks uh, for both of those programs. We do not take sexual offenders and uh, anyone who had committed a what we call a, a hard crime or or violent crime. So those are our programs. Um, and with the housing, yes, there is a, a minimum um, income requirement for those. Okay. So, I mean, I understand that, that a lot of times people get it confused and, you know, they think, okay, well, you know, you're on the list, you're on some sort of resource list. And so mm -hmm. people call and um, want housing and all of that. So, you're not emergency housing and you're not like, you're not like section eight. No, you know, there, like I said, there is a, a minimum uh, monthly requirement, first of all, in terms of, um, uh, and along with that, there's a credit score that has to be met at 550. Um, and uh, you can't have an eviction within the last two, three years. So, um, you know, there in the, monthly income requirement is three times the rent. So for two bedroom, it's 1875 a month. And then for a three bedroom at 70, at 750 a month is 2250 um, a month is the, uh, is the requirement. So, uh, you know, in terms of, yes, so we're not emergency housing um, and there are some income requirements. Also, you must be a family. Now I have to specify because okay. one person sort of tripped me up, uh, Apostle Dale, and said, "Des," and said, "So uh, a couple could move in." And I thought about that. I said, "Well, technically they are a family." So I always clarify: there must be a minor age youth as part uh -huh. of the family. Got to be one adult, one youth. Now at least so that that that's what we consider a family when we say that. So we're 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 focused in on families. And we get a lot of phone calls from um, not only re a potential residents or future residents, but a lot of organizations and church churches, faith-based organizations. Mm -hmm. I have someone and they need a place. And when they say they need a place, they needed a place yesterday. Right. And, we, and so we can't, we don't meet that need. Um, and we do have a waiting list. And that's what we tell people, you know, we don't do emergency housing. So right now we're just in the we're, we're really in a um, like a uh, an education, uh, an educational phase okay. um, and trying to deal with a lot of misinformation that has that is out there. Or really, sometimes just not misinformation. People are trying to meet their own need or meet someone else's need. OK, well, I mean, and that's understandable, given the climate that we're in right now, where. You know, this seems like everything has gone sky high and mm -hmm. rent and everything and people need place to go jobs and everybody, you know, especially after COVID, a lot of people are now coming back to the workforce and everything. So um, I think that is such a, it's a good program that is going on. And I know you probably have to do some tweaking of it and all of that, but I know you'll get into that a little bit later. Just to let you know, we are going to have him back 
at a, a later date, then he's going to talk in depth about the programs there at Good News Outreach. So with the food pantry, um, you made that move from Bradford over to Fourth Avenue. So how did that go? How was that? Well, you know, it the it had been discussed prior to my arrival. Uh, we had outgrown uh, where we were. And uh, so we were looking at it operationally and, and, and fiscally. So it made sense to move to a location where we had a 1,200 square foot uh, facility. Uh, matter of fact, when Second Harvest came over to approve the facility, when the uh, representative walked in, she said, oh, this is a mini Second Harvest. And so she was able to see uh, what, you know, what, where we were moving from. She knew where we were from and then where we were moving to. So, you know, it was a pretty good transition. We planned it out. We we had dates. We pretty much shut everything down for about a week in between Christmas and New Year's. Got everything moved over and, and we launched on January the 4th at the 4th Avenue location. The other piece regarding the, I think that location, uh, it and it's in Frenchtown. We're across the street from like the 4th Avenue market. That's a food desert area. And so often we hear those that term food does. It means that there's not a major uh, grocery store uh, in within two, two and a half mile radius. Uh, so there's no Publix, Walmart, uh, you know, Piggly Wiggly, Winn-Dixie's uh, within that area. So we we did a very soft opening uh, with that. We knew that there was going to be different type of traffic, a lot more um, walk in and, or walk up traffic. And once the word really gets out and we do a hard open, we know that there will be more, even more people because uh, uh, there's still food, a lot of food insecurity and the data points that out. Okay. Okay. So um, in the area, do how many people, do they know about it? Is the word getting out that, that the food <laughs> pantry is there? Yes. Uh, the, the word is definitely getting out. We're, we're seeing more people walk up and, you know, and uh, I have made contact with a couple of uh, entities in the area in preparation for some grant, uh, grant writing and we want to serve okay. them. So the word is starting to get out, you know, bit by bit. And as, like I said, we do more hard opening, we really start marketing, even marketing it even more. So uh, the word will really get out. We have churches, urban league, schools within a mile, mile and a half radius of us. So again, when that, when it gets out and the people learn that, oh, they give food on Wednesdays and Thursdays from nine to two, ah. they, they will, they'll be there. Okay. Okay. And, and so for all those who are listening, don't worry about it. We're going to give all the information again, so you can pick it up. Um, but I just wanted to have him just talk about some of these things that are going on because these are the things that really impact our neighborhoods, impact our communities. And right. um, there you have the also the what is it? The better angels. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you, you hear better angels, better angels is for our seniors. So we have permanent housing for the seniors. And that's also at our 606. Fourth Avenue, uh, 606, 606 West Fourth Avenue location, and I call that our main campus because our offices and the administrative offices are also on that on that particular campus. But Better Angels is uh, permanent housing for seniors, uh, and uh, we're starting to uh, develop more activities uh, directed for seniors. So uh, you know we've held a uh, we partnered with AEHC that came in and did a two hour workshop uh, on smoking. They loved it. They were making comments about how good it is, how good that was. There was a Valentine's Day um, activity uh -huh. uh, in, uh, you know, with food and music and they enjoyed that. So, you know, we're starting to do some more things and they're asking for those things. They've asked for Bible studies and, and, and those type of things. And again, we are a faith-based organization, but we don't require anyone to have a religious affiliation. We serve everyone. Um, and uh, and so it's, it's starting to bloom and it's starting to blossom and they're starting to enjoy it. 
Okay. So. Okay. So um, I know with the the seniors, because I have a daughter who works, who does, you know, leisure activities. So I know it's important to keep them engaged and mm -hmm. do certain things with them and all of that. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing there. And, and so you talked about your reentry program. Um, is that just for men or? Yeah, well, it's for men and women. The men's program was first. The women's program is new. Women's program basically got kicked off in uh, in September, September, October. So we talked about me being new six months. The, the women's reentry program is newer than I am or younger than I am in terms of its tenure with uh, Good News Outreach. And, you know, it's been a, uh, you know, great job being done, you know, with that, with that particular program. And again, like I said before, we serve the, the uh, men and women coming out of your state correctional facilities. Every time I'm in the community, I am asked about serving men and women who come out of our local jails. That's a different type of program uh, and it requires additional facilities. So as I talk about each of these programs, the, you know, the correctional facilities, we have two houses for the men. We, and we own that. We had that facility on West 4th Avenue. We own that. Uh, when I talked about Maryland Oaks Crossing, we own those facilities. So in addition to rendering services via our programs, we're property managers. And so we have to, we have to be concerned about maintenance and repairs. But with our reentry program, like I said, it's one year. We want people to get acclimated and uh, coming back into the, uh, into the community, get acclimated to the community. Some have maybe have been in the correctional facility for a year, year and a half, maybe two years. Others may have been in there for five, 10, 15, 20 years. So it, it you know, there's, it, we, it runs the gamut in terms of how long they've been there. Uh, and like I said, we take anyone as long as they're not having had, a, it wasn't a sexual offender or a sexual offense case or what we call a violent crime or hard crime. Um, and then they have to want to participate in the, in the program. And again, it's voluntary. You know, they seek us out uh, to get into those particular programs. And, you know, wanting to is one of the main is, uh, is, is about 50 to 75 percent of, you know, being able to or wanting to succeed. Like I said, it's one year uh, and they come with different uh, situations. So we provide a variety of services, case management. Uh, AANA Bible studies, education, uh, then sometimes we tailor it for, uh, we tailor the services depending upon each individual. So, you know, it's, it's a great program for one year and we want them to be successful uh, and after, the, after that 12 months. That's the goal. Okay. Okay. So I understand that your women's program is new and I hear y'all got a new uh, program manager over there working with those women, huh? <laughs> well, we have a new program manager and, uh, you know, using the pronouns and she is really knocking it out of the park. I mean, if it was baseball, she's hitting the home run. And uh, and matter of fact, she really has taken on the, the, the seniors. Uh, even today, she had she presented a proposal for services for the for the seniors. And so she is knocking it out of the park. So uh, I'll put everyone in contact with uh, with Apostle Dez so as she continues to just knock it out of the park over there at Good News Outreach. She's doing a great <laughs> job with that. Uh, and, uh, and we're glad that she's on the team. All right. Amen. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> let y'all know. Let the kid out the bag. This is my boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It is a it is a joy working there, and I mean it is really it is really just ministry. It's it's ministry, so it's ministry continuing, and I'm glad that, like you said, it is a faith based organization. And so with that, I hear you talk a lot about the heart versus what is the heart versus what are you gonna the business do? Business, you know, so. You have to you have to weigh those because it is still a business, but yet you 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 do have services that you want to give 
to the people. And so um, right. I, I think you're doing an excellent job over there, um, getting everything in shape because um, we'll get into this a little bit. I know that there's been some challenges. And so there's like a rebuilding and everything going on. And I'm, of course, you know, whenever there's a new um, administration that comes in, you're always going to have that. So are you able to talk about some of those challenges? Or, yes. you know, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to get into the specifics. Well, you know, let, let, let me, let me start off with what you said about the heart. And, and, and you hear me say this and I tell you know, it's the heart versus the business side. Um, and we we have the heart side down. Most faith-based organizations, churches, mosques, temples, the heart side usually is not an issue. We have that done. It's the business side. And um, one of the things that I always say and, 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 and uh, to the team and everyone else, you know, the Bible talks about that money answereth all things. I tell people my mama's 80. She's still, uh, my mom and dad are still living. My mama's 80. She always said, I don't care how good you think you look, you can't pay with your looks. So That's when it. we go to any store, regardless of what we're going to buy, uh, from bubble gum to a car or house, it requires money. You're going to have to pay with money. And so we, you have to, you, if we don't have money coming in, like a church, if the tithe and offering are coming in or outside income is coming in, someone is donating, it, it can be difficult for someone or an organization to keep their lights on. So we have to balance that. Uh, so, you know, we, we've gone through a lot of transformation. We went through transformation in the reset of uh, just positions, uh, we had to do that and, and we had to uh, take, we, we dealt with that. Then we had to move, um, which helped us operationally because we were sort of split. We, we were in uh, office wise, we were in two houses and it was always difficult. Matter of fact, I went to the wrong location for, I think, a meeting with the executive committee meeting. I thought it was at one location and it was at the other. Uh, so, you know, we, we had to look at that. And so we had to do a reset. Uh, we had to think differently. I'm a believer, you know, Bible talk about as, as, a, as a person, whether it's a man, woman, boy, or girl, thinketh in their heart. So are they. Basically just saying, whatever's in your heart, that's how you're going to think. And therefore, that's what action comes forward. So in order for us to change our behavior and action, we have to deal with the heart. What, what does the heart want? We often just hear, the heart wants what the heart wants. Well, if the heart wants whatever it is that's good or what we need, therefore the behavior will come forth that will lead to you or us achieving that. So, you know, we've gone through a change of mindset. Uh, I am big on a couple of things. One, being mission-driven. So everything we do must meet the mission. It's not that the idea might not be, it might be a great idea, but if it doesn't help us meet the mission, it doesn't fit us. Then we need to be data-driven. We need data. Uh, you know, your gut, intuition, we have that. And even when something is given to you, or as we say, maybe dropped in your spirit, you, you there's some data that, that will even support that. So we have to be data-driven. Otherwise, you know, we're just tossing in the wind to and fro. Uh, and we don't want to be that. And so we need that kind of stabilization. We had to step back a little bit, regroup, uh, and really think about what can we do. And so it and it required everyone doing it, everyone on the team. The board members had to rethink. I've challenged them in, in regard to this is what we need from you. And I'm still challenging them. Uh, this is what we need. And then within the office, I really only ask that people, you know, just give it your best and try to do your job completely, correctly and on time. If we and I always tell everyone, if you if we try that, we'll make more than enough honest mistakes, make an honest mistake. And we just keep on going because no one's perfect. If we have a perfect person on our board, on our team or volunteering, 
I'm having a different conversation with the perfect person because that means I'm still left behind here. <laughs> I understand. I get it. I get it. And so it is, it is a it is a challenge, but um I think things are coming together good. And as you know, everybody's happy. And I mean, I know there's still some growing pains and everything that that good news outreach is going through. But that's to be expected, especially when you're trying to service as many people as Good News Outreach is trying to service. So the question then is, what um, what do you see happening in the future for Good News Outreach? Um, I, I think it will take. Uh, it's going to I, first, I think it's just going to take some time um, to not only reset, but we're resetting and moving forward. Uh, so we're going to grow in terms of the services that are rendered to the different participants, to the participants in the different programs that I mentioned. Uh, that you know, we're based developing. We were, we're developing new services and be for the same on where uh, services for the participants. The, when I mentioned quit smoking, it's new. We have some other uh, activities and, and services that we want at least to expose everyone to. We want to make sure that we ramp up our services, not only to the adults, but to the youth who are at Maryland Oaks. You must be able the persons in that family, mother, we need to render the tutoring. Again, ah, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, tutoring and and music class. From Bradford Avenue over to, we have 1,200 feet. The vid. It won't be just a food pantry. It's going to be a food store. Now, every time I say store, people say, oh, so people will have to come in and buy? That's no, that's not what we mean. We will set it up like a store, but it still will be free to the people who are in need. That is what we are really envisioning uh, for them. Then th there are just some other smaller projects that we need to, uh, that we need to do, uh, beautification uh, on it's definitely like our Maryland Oaks campus and our um, West 4th Avenue campus and also our Mercy House for the Men uh, campus. We we need to work on that. There's some things that we want to do. We always want to ensure safety. So we're always looking at a variety of things uh, and a variety of services. Will we expand at some point in time? We will. We will expand. But when we expand, we want to make sure that we can sustain it uh, so we don't to move too far, or they say put the cart before the horse, we, but we want to do that. And, and I know we will get there, uh, but we have to be diligent and we all understand it won't happen. Everything won't happen tomorrow. We always say one or two, three, four, five, five good things are happening every day, but every good thing that we need to happen won't happen tomorrow. So we have to be, we have to be patient um, in, in doing that and seeing the progress made after a year, two years, three years, four years after each year. Okay. I mean, and that's, that's understandable because like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. And just like the, the saying that they say Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> so the changes <laughs> that are coming, um, mm -hmm. they're good changes. And so, you know, just people just have to be a little bit patient and, Everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. I'm a firm believer of that, and I know you are as well. So um, with that, it's like, uh, how can the public help? Or is there something that the public can do? That's another area in which we have to, um, we have to, that we're going to have to increase. Uh, you know, we, it's not just, it's faith-based community is the Tallahassee community is the Big Bend community. So, uh, you know, we always talk about the three T's, time, talent, and, and treasure. And so you say, how can, how can people help? 
you give of your time. You volunteer. You can you can always contact us and uh, we will have opportunities for you to volunteer. Might be at the food pantry, might be being a mentor. You might want to teach a class. You may want to facilitate an AANA uh, session. So there are a variety of opportunities. And along with that time is your talent. You may have a talent that we could, that, that could be of benefit to the organization and possibly to, um, to, the, to the people who are participating. For example, you might be an excellent cook. You might say, I would really like to do a cooking class and show people where they could take food and what they could make out of that food. If that's your gift, talent, ministry, we welcome that. Uh, treasure, money. Yes, money answers all things because we have to still have to purchase. Uh, and uh, we still have to purchase a variety of items. So you can always um, donate. And last but not least, what I always tell people, the one thing everyone can do is pray for the team, board members, they're part of the team, volunteers are part of the team, the residents, everyone, the partners, the, the organizations who we collaborate with, the grant funders who give us funds, pray for everyone because we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for, as I heard a preacher this past Sunday at World's Missions Day at St. Peter's Anglican Church say, the visiting preacher said, we are doing this and we're out on a mission for the least, the lost, and the last. Those are the people that we serve. Uh, you know, it's the same people we, we read a Bible, we even read the Quran or whatever we may read. We, we, we see that or hear, hear about that or read it um, in those particular books. But again, that's who we're serving. It's not for us. So you can always pray for us, call us, uh, and, and encourage the staff and anyone who's a participant who you may come across. Okay. All right. So um, you you want or you and you encourage volunteerism, encourage the public to come in and see what they can do, how they can help out. Mm -hmm. and, it, and if nothing else, I mean, just get the word out. Talk about what Good News Outreach is doing. But then... Um, there's another part of it also where you have partners. So talk about what does it take to partner with Good News Outreach? Uh, you know, that's a good question because it's not a cookie cutter answer. Okay. <laughs> not as answer, it's not as easy as one plus one we know is two. So I mentioned when we were over at Bradford, we were in the Echo uh, in the ECHO facility. And so they provide case management services. Uh, matter of fact, the director of operations and I, as an example, we're meeting with a pastor of a church on the south end of, side, on, of town. They want to do something with the food program. Well, when we sit down and talk about that, it might be that they will pick up food and then they will distribute from their location. It might be that they pick up the food and distribute to seniors. So we'll have to see, we'll listen to what they want to do. We talk about what needs that we have and we bring that together. I'm a believer that if every person has gifts, that means every organization has not only a gift, but I call it a chore that you're responsible for doing. And if you carry out that chore, whatever that chore is or that gift, we can probably nine times out of 10, we can make that, we can make that match. Mentoring might be, a, we have church, they want to mentor. Great. We have organizations, they say, well, when you have someone new, contact us and we will assist them with some of the basic things that they need. Great. You know, and it's not that one gift is greater than the other. We need all the gifts. Uh, and because it's ministry, all the gifts are needed. And just imagine if every organization could only do one thing. If the hmm. only thing every organization could do with is mentor, then if someone needed a ride, may not be able to get a ride. Transportation is another area that we always need people to come in and work in the food pantry, especially from noon to two. 
Uh, that is the time on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays where we, where we need assistance. So when I just believe when God has laid something upon your heart uh, collectively or individually, give talk to us. We, you know, we, we usually can make that, make that work. And if you have a special skill, oh, yes, we have opportunities for you to facilitate sessions with, with the people we serve so you can do that. So you don't have to try to invent something. You have something that you want to do. God has placed something on your heart. Give us a call and we see how we make that work because we're they're not doing it for the team. We're doing it. You're doing it for the people we serve and you're serving the community. That's it. That's it. And that's that's it to have that heart to serve the community. And, you know, the Bible talks about it's more blessed to give than mm -hmm. to receive. And right, right when you give and you give with a cheerful heart and it doesn't always mean just money. It doesn't always mm -hmm. mean, you know, somebody got to fork out some money, but like you said, give of your time. Um, you know, there are some seniors that just like to talk. And so just sit and talk with them and encourage them and all of that. But when you give, mm -hmm. the Bible says that it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down okay. and shaken together and running <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you have the opportunity to give. So I, I want to, you know, um, just give the information. If you're looking for Good News Outreach, you can find Good News Outreach on the web, mm -hmm. goodnewsoutreach.org, goodnewsoutreach.org. Or if you want to send an email, you can send an email to info at goodnewsoutreach.org. Info at goodnewsoutreach.org. Of course, you can always call us. <laughs> Pick up the telephone and give us a call. 850 693 That's 850 692 3301. Okay, so now I may get in trouble for this. Uh oh. But I'm going to, <laughs> you still with me? <laughs> All right. I'm here. I may get in trouble for this, but uh, I'm going to do you like you said your daddy used to do you. Just throw you out there. <laughs> because, see, what he didn't tell everybody is, okay, this is actually an ordained <laughs> Pastor, all right, and so he may he, yeah. he's not he's not pastoring anymore right now, but <laughs> that calling yeah. doesn't go away. Okay, no, no, you know it's it is it's, it's part of it. Yeah, ordained clergy. You know the story is growing up in Pentecostal church. I started playing the drums at three, piano at four. At the age of ten, Mama said if I didn't play the organ for church service. Not an A selection, you know, but for the church service, I didn't get to play sports. So, so you know, I, I have that background, and, and she's right. My daddy would throw us into things very, very early. Uh, and, and honestly, that's one of the things I remember. I rem he's 88, still living, but I remember his community service more than I remember the sermons mm -hmm. uh, and and that aligns with what my mama always used to say she said people would rather see a sermon or a message than hear one mm -hmm. and we're supposed to show that kind of love uh and he did that in the community uh he was my first i tell people he was my first coach because he was my martial art uh okay. instructor in the martial art of judo taught all of his kids well so uh you know it but even now, there were guys, and there were guys much older than myself, and they're running. One of them is running. Uh, he has businesses right outside of Orlando, and he lived next door to us in, in Lorain, Ohio. Uh, and he, uh, even to this day, you know, Butchie will say, uh, we call him Butchie. His real name was Harvey. Butchie would say, I still don't understand how your dad could be work at Ford, be a husband, be a father, 
and 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 then be a pastor and then he would come out in the yard and play with us he said we still talk about that and these guys are 8 10 11 12 years older than me i remember i thought they were grown when i was a small kid and they were just junior seniors in high school so um you know you get to see that and and then what you hear and what mama said and so that's you know that's what it's all about that's what we're supposed to do so yes I, it, people say what have you done in church i just tell them there are about four or five things i've never done and at some point in time i had like ministerial oversight of those departments area ministries auxiliaries all those words that we hear uh in the in the church okay but you okay. know the ministry right now is good news outreach and out into the community and that's what we're supposed to be serving the people the least the last and the lost um you know without asking them to come to a specific church we're supposed to serve show them jesus that's the that's bottom it. line that's it you know but the bible does also say be ready in season and out of season <laughs> I, look I, I i as my mama would say it ain't your first rodeo right <laughs> so, look I, I have a little bit of gray and i did say i'm the oldest of three so it, you know, yeah, you, you get thrown in and daddy, daddy would do that. Or, you know, I go visit and I get in late on a Saturday night. He said, I'll just stand up for you get home. You preaching tomorrow morning. Okay, good night. Love you. And that was it. Like, you could have told me that before I left, but, <laughs> or you go okay. to church and then somebody looks at you like, I need for you to expound on the thing. When? When she's done. What is the thing? You know, you, you. I'm just visiting. I'm visiting mom and dad. I don't even know what the theme is. So you get thrown into doing some things, but it also teaches you not to rely on you. Mm -hmm. You have gifts and talents and you have to be ready, but it also teaches you, you can't just rely on what you know, your knowledge, skills, and abilities. So you have to rely on God to lead you give you that quickly <laughs> and then do it so that whatever you do is what he would want you to do. Exactly. Just being obedient to that. And so gifts and callings are without repentance and the Holy Spirit will give you what you need when you need it. Mm -hmm. He always has a word ready for his people. Mm -hmm. So with that, I want you to take a few minutes <laughs> And tell us what God has for his people. <laughs> what God has for his people. You know, we talked about being in ministry. Okay. Um, and I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of, of Paul and Silas in, in Acts when they kept going through, they call it the marketplace. Now we probably like call it downtown, try to bring it to 2023. And it was always on the, they're going to pray. And they had the one lady who's the soothsayer and she kept calling them out. She said, these are the men of God. And so they got tired. As my mom was saying, they got tired of being tired, but they were in ministry. And so what, you know, and, and to make the long story short, they basically prayed for her for that, that spirit to come out of her. Um, and by doing that, they basically interrupted and had discontinued uh, the money and cash flow for quote unquote, her boss who was getting paid. And because they were involved in doing ministry, they were ridiculed in public. They were beaten in public. They were stripped in public. You know, the Bible and, and King James said they were thrown into the inner, they were thrown into the inner prison. That's isolation. They were thrown to isolation. Uh, but at the midnight hour, that's Paul and Silas began to pray and praise. So it was a different kind of PMP. It wasn't pity and a party. They entered into prayer and praise after being ridiculed, beaten, stripped of their clothes, uh, shackles put on their hands and feet, and thrown into isolation. And then at the midnight hour, talks about the Bible talks about there was an earthquake. So there was an earthquake that and a quickening that took place and it shook the ground, shook it so much that the, the doors to the prison, the prison doors opened, the chains on every prisoner. Uh, was loose. So it wasn't just for Paul and Silas as they were praying and praising. It impacted everyone in their community, which at that time happened to be the prison. Uh, 
regardless of how many prisoners there were. And the jailer woke up, the prison guard, today we call him the prison guard, woke up, was getting ready to commit suicide. And they were like, no, 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 everyone is still here. You know, no one has left. Why? Because the prisoner would have been executed by his, by his bosses and supervisors for allowing someone to leave. And the bottom line is by doing that, he saw, he saw the power of Jesus. He saw what they were doing. He became saved. They went to his house and his family became saved. So, you know, what, what is it about? When you're in ministry and doing the right thing, things are going to happen. You're not going to have a, a bed of roses. It's not going to be easy because think about it. If it wasn't easy for Jesus and we're about to enter that season when we think about that, right? Then we know it's not going to be inner, it's not going to be easy for us when we're involved in ministry. But we're involved in ministry not for ourselves, for the least, the lost, and the last. That's why we do it. And sometimes we do it not even knowing what the outcome is going to be. We just have to be obedient that that is what we're supposed to do. Just like Paul Silas and the brother, they didn't know that the jailer, they were going to be able to minister to the jailer and jailer would really see Jesus, the power of Jesus, and he would become saved. And then his household would become saved. They were just being obedient within their ministry. And that's what we have to do. Sometimes we just have to be obedient without thinking about what's going to be the outcome. But that's faith, right? Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, sort of why you're walking blindly, at least with your natural eyes. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know that you have to be obedient and, and God will take care of the rest and he'll take care of the outcomes. And so when I talk about that, especially with that midnight hour, um, one of the things that was always impressed about me with when I read that passage and think about it, midnight in 2023 represents a new day. So if when you want that new day, the pity and the party, it's not going to get you a new day. That's a different kind of PMP. That pity party won't do it. But the prayer and the praise will lead, that will bring about the new day. Midnight starts a new day. So if you want a new day, prayer, praise, and in prayer, you're not doing all the talking. You have to do more listening because God gives you the instructions. He'll give you some peace. And you have to praise him, not, not for what has occurred, not for what is occurring, but for what is going to occur. And that is the other nugget within that story. They were praising him for what was going to occur, not knowing what it would be. But their faith told them that something would occur because that's how God works. So when you're in ministry, don't, you know, don't be weary. Uh, prayer and praise, knowing that there's going to be a great outcome for someone down the road. You done? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We're just going to go on and on. But <laughs> no, no, Mama said if you can't do it in 20 minutes, you can. Mm -mm. <laughs> well that's good that's good because i mean it is all about it's all about ministry mm -hmm. not putting yourself up because we see that a lot where you know there's a lot of pastors that it's all about them mm -hmm. and the focus has shifted from being on jesus and salvation to them so mm -hmm. That's good. And, you know, we have to really keep that in mind because we're out to impact a community. Mm -hmm. And if we if we start with our community, our neighborhood, then, you know, let's say you can then expand to your city and then expand mm -hmm. to your state and then to your your nation. And then it'll go worldwide. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like how Jesus started with 12. He started mm -hmm. with 12. And then look. And everything that is that is going on now. And so just thanking God, giving God all the praise and, and how he has done things, how he has put things together. I'm telling you, it is just it's a God thing. 
<laughs> it's a God thing. It's a God thing. Yes, if that's what they say. It's a God thing. <laughs> so um, before we close, I, I just want to ask, do you have anything else you would like to say? You know, we're, we're willing to partner with anyone who has um, gifts, talents, callings upon their life, which is everyone, and is looking to make a difference in someone's life. Um, you know, I, I, I think we don't look at the outside of the package when people come, because God has gifted you with whatever he wants you to do. And so at Good News Outreach, it's our responsibility to sort of open up the package and whatever he's put in you, that is what we're supposed to, uh, that is what we're supposed to give to the participants uh, so they can be blessed. Uh, he's giving you those gifts. We're just stewards. We're just supposed to open them and give them and then allow him to, to give the uh, increase, not only to the participants, but to the people who are uh, rendering uh, the service. And like I think, the, like I said, the most important thing, and we can get lost in is that it's, it is ministry. And yes. often that can get lost, even sometimes when we have some business decisions and we've had to sit down, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, you know, the right thing to do is, and this is what we should do, and this is the right thing to do. So right. this is what we're going to do. You know, and, and we, we talk about that and usually I get this. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You know, we don't want to court that. That's the right thing to do. Um, and so, you know, just partner with us and whatever the Lord has placed upon your heart. And if you just want to talk, you never know. It might be something we had not thought of because we can't think of everything. And I'm one of those that I'm I'm pretty wide open and my the wheels start turning. I'm like, okay, I hear you. Okay, you give me this vision. We can make that work. But we didn't come up with it and we don't care if we come up with it because we're not taking that that kind of, uh, you know, it's not ours anyways. You know, the glory as, right. as Apostle Death said, right. the glory goes to God. He did it. He gave it to you. You he, he laid upon your heart to deliver it. We just received it. So we can't take any credit for for that. Um, and so we look forward to hearing from you, seeing you, talking to you. Uh, I am open to visiting um, you, your organization. Uh, and and talking with you, talking more about uh, good news outreach and what you or you plural can do. Okay, so with that, just if someone wanted to get in touch with you or good news outreach, mm -hmm. go over again how they can get in touch with you. All right, and I know you put that up there on the, you put it up on the screen. So if you want to email us. You can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at goodnewsoutreach.org. That's info at goodnewsoutreach.org. If you want to call, uh, just call 850-692-3301, 850-692-3301. Don't even be concerned about who you need to talk to. Just call us and tell us what you want to talk about, and we will get you to the right person. So that's that's easy within our office. And if you happen to get our voicemail, uh, we will answer that and return the voicemail. And like I said, we'll return the um, the emails. The proper appropriate people will return the emails. So again, info at goodnewsoutreach.org uh, and then 850-692-3301 is our main office number. And also do go and visit the website the website at goodnewsoutreach.org and continue to come back because on that website, you'll be able to see how you can get involved, volunteer, how you can, if you need help, if you need any of the services that are provided by Good News Outreach, you'll be able to find that information there. Also, like I said, if you want to get involved, you want to partner, you want to volunteer, you can also find all of that information at goodnewsoutreach.org. Also, one of the main things, <laughs> donate. <laughs> if you just want to, you know, maybe you say, well, you know what? I just don't have the time, but I have some money that I want to get. If you want to donate, you can do it there from the website as well. <laughs> right. So that is much appreciated. 
Much yeah. appreciated. So I want, um, we're going to bring this announcement out because Good News Outreach will also begin a Good News Outreach channel. So you will see Mr. Braggins doing more of these type interviews. Maybe not with me, but you know, uh, he'll be doing more. And even on the website, he's, he'll have a blog going and just the way to keep, as they say, the what is it? I'm on the pulse. So you'll know what's going on in Good News Outreach, and you'll be able to communicate with him and uh, see all the good things that are going on with that. So once again, this is Executive Director Cheval Breggins of Good News Outreach. I am Apostle Des, and I just want to Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here. I'm telling you, um, it has been it has been a good day, a good. I mean, because I know because I work there. <laughs> <laughs> I work there, so yes, 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 yes. It is some good things going on there, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You know, it's been um, it's been while I I'm over the women's reentry, women's reentry, mm -hmm. and uh, I started in October, after a long while of being out of work, um, you know, just, I didn't have to work, but I was just sitting at home and, you know, just doing things, but, and this opportunity came up and I'm telling you the way God does things, it is just a perfect fit. When God does it, you know, it's going to work out just fine, just fine. So once again, I thank you. Look, I was getting ready to say Apostle Briggins. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's one mm. title I haven't had in, mm. in the church. I, I haven't had that mm. one. Yeah, uh, you know. I, now I've heard prophet now. <laughs> I've told you that's those stories. Sometimes my slip ups don't actually be slip ups. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> part of that fivefold ministry. <laughs> Again, I just want to thank you for being here on Kingdom Living Today. Okay. And we look forward to that. Again, reach out, reach out to him, go to the website, reach out to us and see how you can be a part of Good News Outreach. So, uh, look, I'll give you to say Apostle Brings again. Um, <laughs> That's two. One more. You know what happens, right? <laughs> All right. So anything else? <laughs> you know, anything. I, I just want to thank Apostle Des for, you know, uh, sitting down and, and we're just having a conversation. If you get to know me pretty much how you see me now, what you would see in the office and that's how I am. Uh, and, and again, just reach out to us. We also have a Facebook page. Reach out to us on our Facebook page. Find us there. And I tell you what, the next time I come on, I'm going to have, uh, I'm, I'm going to announce an event. It's the only event that we do. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, it's a prayer breakfast coming in the fall. So next time I'm on, we'll talk about that a little bit more too. That's it. That's it. All right. Don't go when, once we, once we close, don't go, don't, don't leave. Just hang on there. I'll get with you. Um, for everybody else, uh, you can watch this again. It is going to, well, you can hear it again on um new praise radio i kingdom radio and all this information will be on the flyer and you can also go to our youtube channel at i kingdom tv and all of this you'll see it and you'll be able to come back and watch if you missed any of this and you want to know what are they talking about what is good go back and watch it and then go ahead and come and partner with us so mr breggins once again thank you for being here Thank you. Today. Thank you. Thank you for having All me. Right. So we just thank God and give God praise. I'll see you next time on Kingdom Living Today. From I Kingdom.
Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining, joining Apostle Des here for Kingdom Living Today. To contact us, visit our website at www.ikingdomministries.org. Find us on Facebook at iKingdom Ministries or on YouTube at iKingdom TV. To send a donation online, go to iKingdomMinistries.org or contact us for Cash App, PayPal, or Zelle. Until, Until next time, be blessed. blessed.